we've done 250, we've supported over 250 production. We've done 150,000 plus tests. And within three months, we were a multi-million dollar company after three months of that Netflix call. <laughs> That's Army veteran Alex Estebo talking about her film production testing company, Cameo. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. As you get busy with your holiday shopping, remember, Navy Federal Credit Union's cash reward card helps you slay the season. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right. Uh, today we're talking with Alex Estebo. Hope I pronounced that right. Anyways, um, actually an army veteran, uh, founder of two production based companies. One of them is cameo and the other one is creative picnic. And one of your, um, side projects or passions is trying to get uh, more veterans into the film and television production space, which is cool. I always think we need more of that. So before we, before we get to talking about business and entrepreneurship and what you've been doing, you're now, you're now out of the army, out of the army reserves. Take us back and tell us what that was like. Well, first of all, Joe, thank you so much for having me really excited uh, to be able to speak to you and speak to this community. This is an awesome opportunity. Um, so first, thank you. I am. Um, yep. So I actually come from a military family. My father was in the coast guard, both my grandparents were in the military. So uh, it wasn't anything that was new or unfamiliar to me, and maybe even I was ushered into it a little bit, of course, by by my father. So um, I actually went RO, the ROTC route um, at Dickinson College, which is a very intimate, uh, small program that's um, that was a, a big um, opportunity and a wonderful experience for me. Uh, and then um, I was commissioned into, as a quartermaster into the Army Reserves. Awesome. Um, I went from, I went directly to the 55th Sustainment Brigade, which is in, at Fort Belvoir, um, and then did one of my favorite things in the Army, which was airborne school. Um, awesome. That was one of the best times that I've had. And, and then went to the 389th uh, CSSB, which is in Fort Totten. Uh, followed, I actually, as an entrepreneur, went to New York, so re-transitioned there, and then I actually was a company commander for about two and a half years, actually. Uh, they, The second I landed there, they were like, here you go, baby. Here's a company command position. You look like you have a head on your shoulders. So that, nice. that was my career. <laughs> awesome. Now, where did this entrepreneurship thing come from? Were you messing around with entrepreneurship throughout that, or did it come after you were done with the Army? So I, I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, my mother ran a successful business when I was growing up, and um, I love this idea of, um, especially when I first got into the civilian world, feeling like I wasn't really getting the opportunities I wanted and wasn't going in the, the places that I, I, I saw myself. So I kind of love the idea of creating your own opportunity through entrepreneurship and creating a company and, uh, that could take me where I wanted to go. So I uh, actually started 
Creative Picnic, which is my first company during my tenure in the military. And, um, uh, you know, as, as a way to get into the production field, which is what I really wanted to do. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Creative Picnic and uh, first and foremost, where did you come up with the idea? I was working in, uh, at a, at a production artist management company. It was a small company and, um, it didn't really feel like I was getting the opportunities that I really wanted in production. You know, there was already a really, they already had a really great production team. So you really had to fight your way to kind of get on set to, um, to, to kind of go in the directions that you wanted to. Um, and clients loved working with me. Uh, especially photographers. So um, I, I realized kind of as after two years of being there that the artists really just were like, I like working with you, um, you know, less so that they really liked working with the company as much. And I was like, there might be something here. Um, you know, I might have some, you know, there might, yeah, there might be some sort of organic chemistry that I have with these different artists. So decided to kind of go out on my own. Um, and the concept was, um, a product and a representation company that wasn't based on commission. It was actually um, based off of a, um, a monthly fee that they would pay. And it was really great for emerging artists who didn't already have, um, you know, millions of dollars coming in. They just really wanted some like marketing support, some production support, some estimating support um, in this kind of new uh in this new way. So mm -hmm. that's how I, that's how I kind of came up with the idea and it, it really took off. And I was really fortunate. That's kind of cool. So you, your company, um, creative picnic would like represent photographers or you'd help photographers get jobs and then basically allow them to just do their trade and not have to mess with the business side or the marketing side of things. Exactly. Yep. And yeah. I worked with emerging artists where most represent art with most, uh, while most agents worked with, artists that were really, really established. And, um, and, but I really focused on like marketing and pushing their business forward. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that's cool. And so you've actually founded two companies now. So your other company is Cameo with a K. Tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so um, productions were going so strong in 2019. I think everybody seems like everybody's business was booming in 2019 <laughs> and even early 2020. Um, I was actually on set uh, producing for a Disney, um, for a, a Disney piece when at Disney world, when COVID hit, mm. um, when they shut down Disney world, it was, you know, really a jarring experience. And, and I realized firsthand what was actually about to happen to everyone and how much this could affect productions in general, because, um, after that in the weeks to follow and the months to fall and the couple months after that during lockdown, um, you know, this wheel, of production actually completely stopped, which is, uh, it's, it, this wheel has been going on since, you know, the twenties and before then, and it actually stopped. And that was uh, an mm -hmm. eye opener for, I think a lot of people. Um, and I think uh, I wasn't the only one that was, you know, you're, you're scared, you don't know what's going on. Um, and it was very jarring. So um, actually I lean on my military training a lot. I, I actually attribute the success of cameo to my military experience even more than I think on the creative picnic side, because, um, you know, while there was a lot of people trying to figure out what to do next and the military kind of helped, like taught me how to think through, um, you know, how to react in situations like this, how to react 
when um, things don't go as planned, when something bad happens. And my first thought was, well, if I can create, you know, a, um, if I can create like a rubric or a blueprint for going back to work safely, then I could um, come out of this ahead and maybe I can inspire, you know, and, and figure out what do productions look like during a pandemic. So mm-hmm. I created this blueprint. I started pitching it to, um, you know, not really pitching it as much as like presenting it to clients. Uh, and eventually I uh, was presenting in front of Netflix. And as I'm presenting this, this plan, which included, you know, safety staffing and included masks it included, you know, six feet apart. And this was really early on. So in like June of 2020, um, it included all these different pieces. And, and the biggest piece that it included, um, the thing that really, I think, triggered a lot of interest from Netflix was uh, testing. And they were like, well, can you do testing? Can you support on testing? And I was like, sure, <laughs> I can support on testing. And actually went out after that phone call, went and just started calling labs to see what does testing actually look like and get an understanding for how to te- does testing look like going back uh, for production specifically. Yeah. Um, and then at that time realized that labs were not set up to facilitate testing for productions at all. They were not flexible. They were only in one place, uh, one location, and they, you know, only offered one kind of test. So long story short, I created, I I realized that there was a need to have a testing company that spoke production language and can be, can facilitate testing specifically and designed around productions for TV and film. Wow. That's awesome. Wait, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. I'm really looking forward to this holiday season being more normal this year. Remember, as you head out on those shopping sprees or get busy with your online shopping, know that Navy Federal Credit Union's cash rewards card helps you slay the season. I know that my Navy Federal Credit Card will be getting plenty of action this year, but it helps to know that you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases when you sign up for direct deposit. I've had direct deposit with Navy Federal for over 31 years, 24 years on active duty, and now in retirement. You can redeem points as soon as you earn them. From all of us here at Veteran on the Move, we hope this holiday season is back to normal for you. If you want to check out the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can learn more at NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. All right, back talking with Alex Estebo, Army veteran. Did I get it right that time? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I'm struggling with that. Estebo. Okay. Um, so, before the break, you were you were you were on a roll there talking about how you, um, and from an entrepreneurial perspective, you're in the television film industry, and you see this need, production sets need testing and procedures to deal with the COVID so they can keep on making movies, right? Um, yep. You see this need, and you create the solution for that. Is essentially what you did. It was like a uh, wasn't even a pivot because. You're, you're already on the set doing other things. You're like, I'm, I'll just create a solution for this problem. And as you were telling me this, I, I've known from some other business folks that people running businesses, um, this in particular was like the man, the mandates, you know, the, the, va- the vaccines and the testing mandates and all that stuff going on. It's been, it's a really big strain and a, and a big cost and, and a stressor for a lot of business owners, the, even the bigger businesses, because 
I'm set up yeah. to run this kind of a business. I'm not set up as a medical facility. How, how am I going to do this? And you basically uh, found yourself in the same scenario and you presented the solution to that. So it's, it's, it's a very key entrepreneurial lesson there is you saw the demand, you saw the need, and you provided a solution for that, which is cool. So um, so you're, you were talking about the labs weren't set up to be production friendly, didn't speak production language. Yes. Take, go, where were you at from there? Yeah, so um, the labs were, yeah, exactly. They, they weren't set up to facilitate the kind of testing that I knew productions were going to need. Mm-hmm. And especially after, uh, you know, having a conversation with Netflix, um, who was a client through Creative Picnic on the Creative Picnic side, um, and, you know, them outlining the kinds of needs that they would have. And then as luck would have it, as I'm building out this, you know, kind of testing piece, um, I, as luck would have it, the unions came up with something called the return to work agreement. And this agreement was created very strict testing protocols for productions. And they, you had to follow them if you were doing a union set. Mm-hmm. And because these, these protocols came out, um, you know, all the productions were like, okay, we really actually do need to invest in testing. And it was, and the rubric and that was created in terms of the cadence and what would testing look like and what their needs were. And um, that kind of helped Cameo gain a lot of traction because uh, the the sets were, realized that actually testing was going to be mandated as well as not just something that like, you know, would be important to have or would help keep everyone safe is also something they needed. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and a classic COVID story, uh, my, my fiance at the time, now husband, was working from home and he runs, you know, he was working in tech. He was doing crypto. Actually, I was listening to your crypto podcast with him yeah. uh, at, um, before this. Um, so he was in the crypto space um, and working from home. He hears me run in being like, Netflix needs testing. And we need to provide it for them and figure out this way to, to find a solution for them. Um, and, you know, that's what I want to do. I'd actually already even created a website, um, but I didn't realize that the opportunity would become so big. And I look at him and he's like, okay, well, um, let's do this. And he actually came on board um, and he created the entire tech piece to the company because the other thing that these, if you're working with a bunch of different labs, they all have different lab, like plug, they all have different backends. They all, mm-hmm. you'd have to look at like 10, 20 different labs, uh, like yeah, backends to find the kind of uh, results that you're looking for. So he uh, created an actual, the tech piece to the platform that allows uh, you to safely manage testing and now vaccine management as well as a, a customizable symptom screener, all of these, this huge tech aspect of, of Cameo was a big brainchild of, of my husband. So we wow. kind of joined forces and, and created this company as well. Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I had a thought you, you, all of a sudden you were in television and film doing it when you came up with both ideas for your businesses, but you never told us how you got into television and film. Was were you already doing that? Were you, when you're in the army reserves or did that come afterwards? Yeah. So actually 
both cameo and creative picnic happened while I was in the, in the reserve still. Um, okay. I only, I only actually got out of the army about a year ago. So, um, so, but during for creative picnic, when I, I left and started creative picnic, I took all these artists with me. Um, I started not only representing them on the marketing side, but also producing the, their different commercial work for them. And I had a few artists who were, um, who did, who created content for on the marketing side for studios like Disney and Netflix. So I started to get a lot of contacts and clients in that industry. And we worked a lot, like we did um, like a a big spot for the Emmys after party in Mm -hmm. 2019 for Netflix and, you know, it's a bunch of Disney work. So that's kind of how I started to get into the film and TV spot. It was through marketing, through creative picnic. And then, um, when, when COVID hit and I got the idea for cameo, um, I was calling up the different studios cause they, I knew they would have the most production needs. Um, the commercial industry doesn't, didn't have as much of a, um, initiative to get back to work after, after COVID. But, mm-hmm. uh, but like you know, these studios that are creating the content that we watch, especially during lockdown, we're, we're only creating more and more. Um, so they were really, really, you know, hungry and ready to find a solution. And that's, uh, I think how I, how it kind of catapulted me from more commercial production to into the TV and film. Wow. So two successful companies so far, what are some of the lessons that you, you referred to it once before where your experience in the army was instrumental in, in your success. So if you can tie some of uh, some of your military experience and skills into how they translated well into entrepreneurship for you. Yeah. So, um, I actually attribute a lot to my military experience. I, um, the, the dis, I, I was always had an entrepreneurial ex- spirit. I think I always wanted to, to do things on my own, but I didn't have discipline and I didn't have any leadership you know, uh, experience. So I, I, if I hadn't have gone into the military and gotten that, that discipline, that, uh, that leadership experience through being a company commander, I definitely don't think I could have been successful as an entrepreneur, especially with Cameo. Cause now we have, you know, uh, 50 full-time people at Cameo and, and hundreds of, of contractors. And so really understanding how to get people to uh, in, follow you and invest in what you're saying, how to be, um, you know, yeah, how to lead people in, during a hard time was, was all through, through my military experience. So advices that I have, one, um, go with something you know and with a problem that you know. You know, if you, if you have if you have like experience in transportation on the military side, you know, how can you put that into being a a civilian job and and how can you make, create that into an entrepreneurial uh, idea or into a company idea? So um, that's one thing is, is find something that you know and that you love and that you're passionate about. Don't try and like change careers completely. Don't try and, learn something on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then solve a problem that, you know, if there's something, if there's an issue that you have is if there, if there's a need that you're seeing, that's like a really great sign that, that someone needs to find a solution for that. Um, 
use the resources that you have at your disposal. Um, like not only friends and family, but community, but your like your unit. There's so many people at, uh, you know, in the military, you know, this is on the reserve side, but also um, even just using, if you're active duty, just using your active duty community um, to not only find, to not only do research and get really great advice um, and find mentors, but also, you know, partners, people who want to partner with you um, and, or maybe have other businesses that they want to partner, uh, that, that can partner with your business to create a, even more success. Um, hire the right people, hire people smarter than you because, um, you know, no one's smart in all different things. We're not all Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all, you know, we, I, I knew where, where my, um, knowledge, where, like where my knowledge bounds were. And I wanted to team up with people like my husband, or we hired a lot of people, obviously on the health side that knew a lot about labs. So when you, and people on the operational side that could support on the operational piece, if hire people that are smarter than you, that know things that you don't, you know, don't just hire friends. Um, uh, and, and I think that creating that really good team early on is going to be what makes you successful. Cause if you don't have really great people with you, um, it's, it becomes really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you talked about when you don't know something, hire somebody that can do that for you or <laughs> hire, hire people that are smarter than you. I think that's especially solopreneurs, very hesitant to bring other people in and do accomplish those things for them. Usually, usually it's a money thing. Um, but in the end you end up spending way too much time and money learning it yourself. And then it pulls you away from your primary objective of, or, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're leading the organization, you can't be down in the weeds coding a new website or on, on the marketing side of things or managing all the social media. Yeah, definitely. Don't be afraid to hire people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's the only way you can grow. And it's really scary to hire mm -hmm. people because you know, you, you have to trust someone. There's the financial burden of hiring someone that responsibility, but it's, it's, you know, for creative picnic, I don't think I hired enough. And I think, for Cameo, I learned from that and I, I hired all the different people and that like just really helped us gain a lot of traction because I wasn't just, you know, doing all the tests myself or, you know, being wearing all the hats. So, so can, can you describe like when you had Cameo basically roughed out or you had a, a minimal viable product, let's say, if that's how mm -hmm. it went down and you presented it to somebody, I, I think maybe you were presenting, is that what you, one of the things you presented to Netflix, for example? or whoever you yeah. first presented it to when, when you presented this solution to them, was it just like, Oh yeah, you're in, we'll, we'll take you <laughs> or, do it. I mean, what was that like? Yeah. So I, I had the blueprint, which had all these different factors and it was really like, I just wanted to, to share, um, you know, this, just the different knowledges and, and just different pieces. It was really, I wanted to just position myself as a thought leader. That was like all I thought in my head is I'm going to be a thought leader. And then through those present presentations, I realized where people were really excited. You know, people were excited about the two things, uh, which is safety staffing. That was something people were really interested in and then testing. So I just kept, uh, so then I was like, maybe I have something here. I create, I literally just went one afternoon and like put together a website. I, I think as a side note, websites are just, 
they're so simple, but they're so important. If you can just create a brand, like make it look like you have this brand, like create a really great website, even if it's just raw bones or something super simple. But if you can put that out there, it helps kind of, it's like making it real. Yeah. Um, so I just put a rough website together. Um, and the, I, the concept behind, behind cameo, or this, I didn't have a name for it then, but the, the concept behind it was safety staffing um, and testing. And then that's when um, we got an opportunity. I actually brought on a friend who, uh, which I said not to do, but I, I brought on a friend who, who was in nursing and she kind of was going to be generating finding nurses. Um, and that's when we got a call from Netflix that was like, hey, I want to like hear what you have to say. Um, we just been, I just was emailing and cold calling and this is actually, these, this actually came from connections that we'd already had. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said, okay, let's get in front of Netflix. We had a, a simple presentation of just like, Hey, this is what we're thinking. These are the different ideas that we have. Uh, these are the different capabilities. And they were like, well, yeah, we really like this idea of testing and like, what can you do for testing? Can you create a proposal for testing? I don't know like 200,000 people. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. It was like, it was just insane. Um, so, so literally we, we put, it was because we had a good presentation and a website and a good idea and we were the only people talking. And so um, Netflix was like, okay, great. Let's see a proposal. We put a proposal together and they really liked what we had, what the, like what the additional proposal that was just really testing based looked like. And they said, Hey, can you put together a contract? Uh, we'd like to get you as a, as a vendor. And we put together a contract. Um, and this is when my husband started to get involved and we um, presented to them. We became a vendor and within maybe a day we had, we had productions reaching out to us being like, I heard you do testing. Can we jump on the line? We want to hear like what you, what you guys do. So that's a, uh, that's, that's like the nitty gritty, how it really happened. Um, and you know, sometimes it really does, it, it does feel like, um, it's hard to believe that it, that it actually came to be like that, but it, um, yeah. it all just perfectly came together. Great story. And then I'm sure you've expanded onto other production sets and from there and we've done 250, we've supported over 250 production. We've done a hundred and, 50,000 plus tests. And within wow. three months, we were a multi-million dollar company after three months of that Netflix call. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Dang. That's great, man. <laughs> Love that story. Okay. Yeah. It gets you fired up. Yeah. Well, um, so we're getting close to the end of our time. If, if, if there's some, uh, somebody's listening to this episode wants to, wants to get in touch with you, maybe a veteran, military spouse, working something yeah. similar, uh, wants to make contact with you. How would they go about doing that? Well, I, I have one other thing I wanted to say mm-hmm. um, to, to all those people you just mentioned. And it's, um, there's also a really great fast track for veterans to get into on the production side. Um, and that I don't think a lot of people know about. And oh, I really? learned about it talking with film commissions, uh, you know, to get to talk to Cameo. And when they find out a veteran, they're telling me all these really great things. And I'd love to put that out there really quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah the big thing is, um, so there's a fast track to join the union. You can, if you're a military veteran, you don't have to pay any fees. You don't have to put in any time and you can join the union. 
um, which is huge because joining the union means that you have all these different jobs at your disposal. Um, it's an, an incredible community. Um, and you know, you're, you're not out there on your own. So you can literally, if someone is out there, they're a military veteran and they want to get into the film and TV space, um, you can join the union right away. Not only that, but there are a ton of positions that are, um, that we have shortages of roles that apply to military. For example, armorists, um, the production industry is, is very lacking on armorists, as you probably know yes. from the news mm. on, on the, the unfortunate incident that oh, happened, yeah. uh, travesty on Rust, um, which is very close to actually one of the productions we were working on in Albuquerque. But, um, you know, there are, there is an, un, you know, it's, it's unsafe, the amount, the few armorists that they have. So, you know, it's, anybody in the military who has armory experience um, can join the union and work in film and TV and have an, like an amazing job and, and something that they really already know and love doing. Mm -hmm. um, they, there's there's po uh, film and TV pilots, there's film and TV, you know, tons of transportation roles. Um, so I wanted to, to let that be known because I think that maybe veterans feel like this is an industry that's very out of reach, yeah. but it's actually the, the industry wants you. Um, they need people okay. that can come in on time and that, you know, have their shit together and are reliable. And, and that's something that all, you know, veterans really have. So yeah. I wanted to say that. Um, so and, where is yeah. that or how do they find that? Yeah. So this is what you do. Go to your local film commission. Um, it can be either like a city run state commission, like, uh, or a state run, film commission. Um, and for, I mean, for example, even just going to like, um, you know, Pittsburgh has a, as a film commission, um, New Mexico has a film commission. Anyway, go to them and they will point you in the right direction. They will tell you exactly where to go and they want to hear from you. So mm -hmm. it, that's my recommendation for on, um, I wanted to plug that cause I feel like it's important. Do you know if it's veterans only, or does it extend to like mill spouses or family members at all? I don't think it extends to military spouses, but I do think that um, I do think that it's it's an industry that's still really accessible for uh, for them as well. Um, but this but this but this particular um, uh, program is is for veterans. Awesome. Okay. Great. Thanks. And then was there another one? No, I was just going to say. And okay. then if you want to talk to me about Cameo, go to the Cameo website. It's cameo.co. Um, and it's, my email is alex at cameo.co and I'd love to hear from you. We're also hiring across the country. So we would love, and, and I love to hire veterans. We have a ton of veterans on my team. So if you are interested in joining, uh, you know, a, a company like ours, definitely reach out. Awesome. That's great. Thanks, Alex. So I'll give you the last word. If you're talking to any veterans, military spouses, anybody from the military community that's looking to start their own business, get into entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind? I think just go for it because um, I, I love this quote. It's uh, failure is feedback. So, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you'd fail awesome. and that's just feedback for you to learn to do to it better again. So um, I, that's, that's what I would say. Just go for it. <laughs> Failures feedback. That's a great quote. You know who that's from? I, I don't mean to put okay, you on the spot. You're going you're gonna to laugh. It's from my Peloton instructor that I take all the time. I, <laughs> that's I, I awesome. used it the other day and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Failure is feedback. And it just is a way to learn to yeah. be successful. I love stuff, that. So. I mean, that's, 
I mean, I've heard it put in many different ways, but that pretty much sums it up. Failures feedback. That's awesome. All right, Alex. Well, it's, it's been great talking with you. Thanks for sharing your, you know, multiple, uh, successful entrepreneurial stories. Um, good, good on you. Uh, keep, keep up the good work and we look forward to seeing your future success. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>